1: recorded live. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to a unscheduled, unadvanced notice, and not on the day that we are supposed to do these podcast podcasts. I'm your host, the Political Superman, and welcome to Heavy F and the Poli Guys. Tonight's panelists are few, but we are here. We have Delaware, which is Patricia. And we've got Mizzou the Great, which is Ashley the Ashbow, And we may have other panelists pop in from time to time to time. The Time, 10.04 on the East Coast. 7.04 on the not Hillary Clinton voting <laughs> electors left coast.
2: Today's news
1: that came out that there were more faithless electors that voted for somebody other than Hillary Clinton than faithless electors that voted for Donald J. Trump. There were four faithless electors that voted for Bernie Sanders, some engine, and three for Colin Powell, so there were five. Uh, two of those five were immediately replaced as prescribed by law, and the votes did go to Hillary Clinton. As far as the two Trump electors, both come from Texas. One voted their conscience and voted for John Kasich. The other voted their conscience and voted for Vladimir Putin. Anyway.
3: What? What? Can somebody vote for that?
1: No, it was a joke. Anyway, having said that, let's talk about what's going on in the world of politics today and what everybody has on
4: their mind. Will Kanye divorce Kim? Yes. Ashley, take it away.
2: Yes,
5: I believe so. Because I'm Ashburn, that's all that matters. <laughs> Patricia, I have no idea. I didn't even know that they were arguing. I don't. I don't stay up. Stay on top of things like that. That's for
4: so, so, the
1: so the next question I've got, and this is actually a, a a good question. Newt Gingrich brought up that the way Trump avoids ethics issues is to change the ethics laws. Now he's mentioned that a couple of times, and I will tell you. From a political perspective, that would be political suicide. Um, And Trump would lose what goodwill he's got if they tried to change the ethics laws to allow him to keep his business. Uh, What most people don't know is that he's already divested himself of most of his business interests. He actually did that back in July. The news reported June, but it was actually July. Um, I think if he wants to have a, a good presidency, at least getting out of the gate... He is going to have to uh, bring himself in line and kind of uh, back down some of the rhetoric. Some of the rhetoric he needs to keep, others he needs to back off of, and stop speaking out of both ends of his mouth, um, mm-hmm. just to be honest. So that's that's part of it. Um, Patricia, what say you?
5: Well, I, I mean, I knew that he had already signed over everything to his children, so I don't... I don't know what the issue was to begin with other than um, these stupid medias that like to bring or start trouble. But, um, yeah, he, he, he needs to stay on top of what he's doing right now and keep his mind on the office of the presidency and not on other things.
4: I agree. That that's that is very that that is
1: very on point. Now that we have now that we have
4: uh, President Elect Trump officially, let me.
1: It actually depends. I don't think that much would have been said. Much wasn't said when Jimmy Carter did it. Much wasn't said. There's a guy in the. Ch- there's a guy in the chat, so I'm just, I'm covering the the basis here. But, uh, Jimmy Carter actually did that very thing. People say he sold his peanut farm. He really didn't. It was blind trusted with his kids, so there's really not a lot they can say about that. Quit squawking and move on. Anyway, um... I do think that Trump has to be completely divested. It is very important he's divested. If he turns it over to his kids, as long as they're not involved in the day-to-day minutia of the government, then there's not a problem with it. And those that have a problem with it need to suffer a severe case of get the hell over it. Okay, moving on. There now that we have a now that we have a president-elect Trump, and it looks like. With his cabinet, I'm pretty happy with most of the picks. Uh, there's been a lot of talk about him choosing DeVos and Perry and several others to lead departments that several of them would like to see shut down, and I think I think that's the very the very move that needs to be made to streamline these departments. Uh, also, it has been uh, said that several employees of said departments plan to. Uh, resign effective January the 20th, well, I say bye-bye. And the the, the department that's really got my goat right now is the Energy Department. They're refusing to turn over employees that attended the climate change summits and whatnot to the Trump administration. Uh, They say that he's going to use that to target. I will tell you that if he gets that list, and he has every right to the list, he will be firing those employees. And He has every right to fire them. Let me explain something to you people out there, okay? Let me explain this to you. If you work for the federal government, no matter what your capacity, from a low-level grunt to a contractor, the President of the United States is your boss. If he wants to fire you, he has every right to fire you and you don't get the slice of cake, you are fired. The unions, let me also give you all a little nuther something. When you work for the federal government, when you sign up for the federal government, and you become an employee, you sign a piece of paper that
4: says, even as a member of the union, you have no authority in the government to strike. South Carolina even falls under that. All 50 states,
1: when you're an employee of the South federal... South Carolina
3: does not cover the union.
1: Okay. South Carolina does not have a state union. If you're a federal employee, it doesn't matter what South Carolina does. If you work for the federal government, okay, if you are a federal employee, you're covered by a union. Okay? You have to. It's not a And if or but. You sign a piece of paper that says you have no authority to strike as a member of the federal government for doing so violates the national security of this country. And guess what? Ronald Wilson Reagan, the greatest fan a union has ever had, by the way, the only president to ever be a lifelong card carrying member of the SEIU and a union boss, fired the PATCO union or the air traffic controllers. Because they struck. And if you strike, you should be fired. The union does not protect you. So if you want to resign on January 20th, please do so. Bye-bye.
5: Don't let the door hit you in the butt.
1: Don't let the door hit you.
2: I'm making America great again.
4: This is the federal government. If you become a
1: federal employee, you sign a waiver that says you will not strike as an employee of the federal government. And where to do so, seeing
3: this? where are you seeing this?
1: As a former federal employee, I can tell you everybody signs it. It's an affidavit of refusal to strike. There is no document number. Become an employee of the federal government, you'll get one. Government employees should not be allowed to strike anyway. And the feds, knowing that, that's why you've never seen federal government strike, except for the PACCO union, and guess what they did? They got
4: fired. 24,000 of them bad boys got fired. I
5: think that's
2: funny.
4: So, the, excuse me a second. Uh So, the, and let me be clear, this does not apply to
1: those little piddly-ass contractors that they bring in and serve up the meat and potatoes, okay? They're disposable, you can get rid of them. Anyway, uh, federal employees, true federal employees cannot strike. Now, having... Excuse me just a moment. Anyway, so, the, the point I'm trying to make is that Donald Trump, if he wants to fire a contractor, if he wants to fire a federal employee... If he wants to if he wants to go in and say, Look, every employee in the Department of you know. Treasury can be fired. Okay? He has that right. Okay. He is He is the top dog. Any federal agency, any federal employee or contractor can be fired. Now, in case you all
4: are wondering why I keep reiterating this point. I keep reiterating this point because we have certain members
1: that think that state law trumps federal law and that certain states are at-will states, such as South Carolina, Georgia, Tennessee, Florida, uh, basically every state except for Illinois and some more of the northern states, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, and a few others. They're all at-will states. And before too long, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, well, Wisconsin's at Will State now. They done broke the back of the union there. Michigan, they'll all be at Will State soon enough. And, but, and
3: I'm sorry to make him keep in
1: reiterating
3: himself. However, <laughs> I am close to Paris Island, and many of our workers don't get a vote whether they are part of a union or not. And if they were part of a the union, they wouldn't know it. Because they're hired to work the mess hall.
1: They're they're employed by the
4: independent, privately owned contractor. So, yes, which is a private company. Anyway, moving on to, because
1: I'm right and you're wrong. Whew, you know what really tickles me? I've I got to point this out. I know. I know that I can edit this stuff out. So, anyway, Ashley, what is your thoughts on employees in the federal government and the ability of the president to fire?
5: Um, I mean, I feel like it's up to him. If he doesn't think they're doing a good enough job, then they need to be gone. Uh, I
3: yes, I agree.
4: Good point, Patricia. What do you think?
5: He has the right to fire them if they've signed the papers. Then, then they're in in
3: violation of of default. I think they and, should be. Yes, that's the whole point I was making.
1: Can Can we mute that third person that keeps interrupting? I think we should mute them. <laughs> no, uh, I'm just kidding. I need to let you all know, if y'all are hungry, this program is brought to you in part by Chick-fil-A, where they didn't really invent the chicken. God did that. They did invent the chicken sandwich.
3: But they're closed on Sunday.
1: You can have a number one, large-sized with a cherry Coke. I'm just saying. It's also brought to you by the Wall Street Journal, the right news at the right time, WSJ.com. Now, having... <laughs> no. Having said that, let's move on to the next topic. And that is, how will Mizzou do in the SEC
4: next year in football?
5: We're going to lose.
4: Okay. Mizzou. Missouri. That's called Mizzou. Yes, they're in the SEC.
3: Oh, GameCop is going to whip that, but.
1: The only thing the gamecocks are going to beat are themselves in the locker room. Anyway.
3: Oh, maybe, but it's all good.
1: Okay. I'm sorry, guys. This program's kind of went to the dog. Anyway. For those of you that will be tuning in, we will talk substance sooner or later in this program. Thank you. Please stay tuned. This is why you don't do a FaceTime and a program at the same time.
3: <laughs>
1: anyway, so, <laughs> on a more Let, serious note. Let's
3: get, let's get back to the Trump and what, what he's going to do, because I think he's got good cabinet leaders. Let's get back to the Trump thing. Good cabinet leaders.
4: it chug it. chugga. So chugga,
3: chugga is he going to... What's going to happen when they try to get rid of the electoral votes?
1: Well, that would be the electoral college, and it's not going to happen, so we don't even need to waste time talking about it.
3: Oh, it's happening Um, right now. You keep telling me we don't need to waste time on it, but it is happening.
1: Okay, hold on. Let me give this particular topic what it deserves, okay? Everybody wait for it. Here comes the big yawn.
3: Everybody... That the elect that they're not going to let Trump be the president anymore because well I the got elect- news
1: for you college. I got I got news for you the electoral college has met they met today okay and Trump won the electoral college with three hundred and four count them three hundred and four
3: right electoral
1: votes it's over it's done. But Congress?
3: he didn't – Hillary beat him on the popular vote, and that's what they're going to try. That's interesting. Wrong.
1: Okay, just hold on. Hold on, guys. Hold on. Hold on. She is new oh. to the political realm, so she doesn't know that she's wrong, and I'm going to explain to her why she is in a nice, polite, political way. We do not elect the president by direct vote in this country. Never have. Okay. Each state goes and they trump their little people to the polls and we vote for who we want in the state of Tennessee. And I think even you guys in South Carolina are allowed to vote currently. Uh, we're going to have to think about that, though. But,
3: anyway, But so, this is the thing. People are questioning it now. Just
1: let me finish. Let me finish. Okay? The Electoral College meets on the first Monday, or it's actually the second Monday. Let's see. How does it work? It's the Monday after the second-something of the election. It happened to fall today. The 535 electors, 538 to be technical, that met in their respective state capitals to cast their ballots. Tennessee, South Carolina, we all cast our ballots for Donald Trump. Okay, The 11 electoral votes here, the 9 electoral votes in South Carolina, they cast their ballots for Donald Trump. You need 270 of the 538 to cast your ballot. Trump got them, okay? It is over. It's done, and it is a dead issue. When it when it was done, hang on, let me finish. Today, when they went and cast their ballots, and they all cast their ballots, it turned out like it should have, okay? Donald Trump got 504. Hillary Clinton barely got 200. And what happened is it is certified. When they put their, stop shaking your head, you're wrong. The deal today, when they cast their ballot, it is certified. It is done. There is nothing, and I do repeat, absolutely nothing that can be done. They are in the ballot boxes. There's boxes that each state now will send to Congress on January the 6th as a formality and that's all it is cuz everybody knows what the ballot was today. They will unseal the boxes. Okay? Listen, okay? Do not argue with a guy that lives, eats and breathes and has worked in politics his adult life. I know how this works. I've been
4: in federal politics now for almost 20 years. I'm aware. But you you are this is over. It's done. There
1: is not one thing they can do.
3: I'm not. There's, I'm not worried about the Trump voters. However, I'm worried about the crybaby voters who done. are going to give in to and give a precedence award to because we it's, won and they lost. It's over. It's over. There's nothing Tracy, that they can do at all. There's nothing today, they can do today.
1: Today, it's over. It's done. When that when the final electors met, it's over. There is nothing else that can be done. It is over. The, the election has been certified. It was certified by 5 p.m. local time in every state today. It is done. It now goes to Congress. Congress will unseal the ballots. We already know what they are. They'll unseal them on January the 6th. They and Congress will call a vote for each state, and they will say this certified Donald Trump wins 304 electoral votes, blah, blah, blah. He's the president. Now, if you're talking about people talking about trying to abolish the Electoral College for the future, that is also impossible, not going to happen. Number one, it would require three-fourths of the Senate or three-fourths of the states and two-thirds of the House of Representatives and two-thirds of the legislature. And when it says two-thirds of the states, That is, it would have to be voted on by us and our legislatures. And I'm going to tell you right now, they have nowhere near two-thirds because the flyover states, which are those Midwestern states, states like us, Tennessee, you, South Carolina, that would become irrelevant. They are not going to vote to make themselves irrelevant and do away with the Electoral College. Not going to happen. The founders did not want, and this was the big thing in the Federalist Papers, the Founding Fathers did not want the population, they did not want a direct vote. They did not want a popular vote because, and this group on Facebook, this is what I posted earlier today, the reason they didn't want is because they don't want a simple majority to rule the country. And if you look at New York, California, Washington, Seattle, uh, Washington, Seattle, Oregon, coastal states that have very heavy populations, they would run roughshod over the rest of the states that are sparsely populated, and the Founding Fathers didn't want that. That's how Hitler gained power in the 40s. He ruled by popular vote. He got the majority of people to see things his way, then he took power and did away with the Senate and the voting bodies. So you're not gonna see the Electoral College change. Y'all may not remember this, but in 2000, remember I was there, front row seat, the same arguments took place with the bush v gore situation and there were faithless electors there uh, may i mind you only two voted against bush in that election as well which i find kind of funny but more voted against al gore than voted for voted against bush in that election so the electoral college is going to stay here's what was interesting they did a poll uh, cnn did a poll fox did a poll several other places did a poll about people's opinions of the Electoral College, and they found that overwhelmingly, the people in the country supported the Electoral College. They also found, of the 538 electors that they polled, they found that an overwhelming majority, including Democrats, favored the Electoral College as well. So this hubbub that's going on about the Electoral College is going on by very few, and it will die down, and in four years, the Electoral College will meet again, and we won't be having this discussion. So so the people that are whining about the Electoral College, it functioned exactly like it was supposed to, to give the majority of the state's representation. If you want to win the presidency in this country, you have to run a 50-state election. Hillary did not. She even did not go into Pennsylvania, Wisconsin. She did late. And that's what got her in trouble. So uh, people that want to, number one, you've got a lot of armchair generals talking about this stuff that have no idea how the political process works, number one. Number two, these same people that are bitching, whining, and moaning are the very same people that said that if Donald Trump lost the election, he should accept the results. Well, guess what? Those very people that were screaming and yelling about him accepting the results, shut up, buttercup, get your pacifier and go home.
4: So,
3: no, anybody has a
4: problem with that? Thank
3: you so much for your explanation. I get it.
4: You know, I'm going to get chewed out for that later, just so y'all know. Anyway, have it-
1: <laughs> welcome to the jungle. It's all fun and games. Okay.
4: Anybody have any political questions for me? Because I know y'all could send them to me, private message, so... I don't yep. have. Patricia doesn't have a question? Nope. Patricia's
1: just like I'm so glad he hasn't called some of the crap I posted fake news. I'm just uh, happy. I <laughs> uh, I did call Mark out today. I got I get tired of him. He gets he gets, shall we say, happy with some Tennessee lightning and gets um, on there uh, and starts that crap that we've all heard sixty times. So and then tries to draw me into it. I'm like, no. <laughs> I know all this crap. I've already said all this crap. I'll have to say it again.
5: That's not first. Get- <laughs> I just had to stop him.
1: <laughs> yeah. Mark just gets overly excited.
4: <laughs> Any questions? Nope. No questions? They're out. For those of you that are curious about our... Oh, hey, look. Mark must have heard me talking about him. Uh,
1: For those of you that are are asking about the Tennessee fires, they are all out. Praise be to Jesus. Um, Gatlinburg should be 100% fully operational again, including everything rebuilt and structures all back where they should be by March of next year. They have so many people in there working right now to clear out the debris and get the lots cleared for the new stuff. It's just absolutely amazing. And <laughs> did
5: they catch the ones responsible for starting?
1: Yes, a- they Good. did. Good. What about those? They got. Two- they got the two. Yeah. They got the two little kids, and uh, they got two teenagers. And then the second set that was set over here next to me that we were out on. Uh they got them too, so we actually we actually took possession of them uh when they called us, and they're like, "Well, we thought it would get us recognition. Well, the only thing that's gonna get you is jail, buddy <laughs> so
5: the other night?
1: we we want to thank everybody for uh for asking about that and your prayers and thoughts. We appreciate that
5: mm. Stupid. Weren't there enough of the the forest consumed by fire already?
4: Well, I mean,
1: yes, but the Cherokee National Forest is one of the largest forests in the country. And so it's, uh, they were coming on the lower end of Cherokee National Forest. And so, uh,
2: so, uh,
4: So uh, I guess they just thought they wanted some attention.
5: Other ways to get attention than starting fires.
1: Well, sure Mark, they get
5: their. That's for sure.
1: Well, I can tell you this, as a as a guy that has fought over four hundred, that if I ever catch a
4: little bastard setting one, <laughs> he might. He might find himself stuck in one of those fires. Oh, darn. So,
6: Hold the light on your fingers. He'll stop.
1: Mark. I know you're here. Yes, baby. Are you Are you at work or are you at no, home?
6: No, I'm at I'm at, plane. I'm
1: at home. Okay. Listen, dude. I'm just going to go ahead and set you out here. If you're going to be discussing stuff in the chat, man, put some new stuff out there. You know what I'm saying? Okay. <laughs> Mark has been
4: Mark has been regurgitating stuff and so we're just gonna have to get after
1: him. Um,
6: I think the Russians hacked my account. Say what? I I
1: think the Russians hacked my account. Yeah, I blamed it on the Russians too. It's what I said earlier today. I don't know what it was I said, but uh, <laughs> something about the Russians. <coughs> anyway, I think the Russians—I
4: think the Russians have it out for me. I'm not feeling the love. I'm just saying.
1: Been looking for a woman forever. What do I get? Trouble.
5: <laughs> Sorry, Fabian.
1: Oh, you're laughing at me now because I can't no, find one. No, I'm woman. not
5: laughing
3: at you. I'm laughing at the last remark. <laughs>
1: You're laughing at what? <laughs> you're laughing at what?
3: The last remark about the Russians.
1: <laughs> I didn't hear you. What did you say? What
5: about the last remark about the Russians.
1: <laughs> no, I know you're, you're blaming it on the Russians, but you're really laughing at me. That's the idea. <laughs> I'm destined for I'm destined for a life of singleness for the rest of my life. <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, if you were blame,
5: listening, to, listening to Ashbo in the first place...
1: I'll blame it, it was, on the Russians. That's right. I blame it on the Internet. Absolutely. Blame it on the rain.
6: Yeah, yeah.
1: Anyway.
4: I'm aware. It's by Millie Vanilli. They lip sync everything. Lord, have mercy. People want to argue with me about music and politics. My two greatest things.
1: Please. (laughs) I bet y'all are wondering what the crap I'm doing outside of the program here, huh? (laughs) Anyway, so, Mark,
4: we we want you to punt.
1: We... We want you to pontificate for us what you think that the in, that the incoming Trump administration is going to do in their first 100 days. And remember, Mark, this program is only an hour long, okay?
6: Okay, first of all, they're going to have to go to war with Russia because of the hacking scandals. No, I think in the first 100 days... We're going to see a lot of repealing of uh, Obama's regulations. You're going to see uh, maybe some more influence in American foreign policy, especially when it comes to the Middle East. We're going to see some tax cuts. Um, We're going to see an attempt to repeal Obamacare to a certain extent, but I don't see that happening really in the first 100 days. I see it happening in the next two years. Um,
4: I think they're going to put I mean, that's about it. I mean, there's, not, there, there's a lot of talk of what he could
6: do in the first 100 days, but I think the main things are try to undo some of the things Obama did and try to get America's footing back to where it was in the national in the in in the international community, that was that.
1: Okay, and what do you think is going to happen if Congress bucks up on him?
6: I think you may have a scenario like you did with Reagan Reagan went to the American people And told the American people to contact their congressman To get this piece of legislation passed I think you're going to have something similar to that But you you don't have the political capital that Reagan had But you are going to have a lot of Trump supporters Who are represented by a lot of Republicans So I think it's going to be effective to a certain extent
4: I do think you're right. I think he's going to have a coating of of what they call the the Reagan Teflon when he first
1: comes in. And I think I think that they are going to use uh I think he's going to use it. And I think if he goes straight to the American people, it'll force Congress much like it did with Reagan to move in line with what he wants done. And you know, I I don't disapprove of that. I thought Reagan was very wise to do that, and I think that Trump will be wise to do that. So uh, I think Trump is lucky because he's getting a coding of that without what happened to Reagan. And um, I think if he uses it properly, he wins in a landslide in four years. If he
4: doesn't, he loses in a landslide in four years. Ashley? Patricia, thoughts?
5: I think you're right. I think they're going to have a come-to-Jesus meeting is what I think. Say what? I think they're going to have a come-to-Jesus meeting.
4: Who's having a come-to-Jesus meeting?
2: Never mind, Fabian, never mind.
4: you talking about Congress?
2: Yeah.
1: I'm lost. Maybe it's a come to Trump meeting. <laughs> anyway. <I'm
2: here.
1: laughs> anyway. All right. So let's Okay. Here's a question I'll throw out to everybody and we'll we'll start with Ashbo, then go to Patricia, then round it out with Mark and myself, and then we'll probably round out the program. Uh my Who is the most controversial pick so far by the incoming administration, and why do you think so? And let's go with Ash. Um,
5: I don't know. I almost want to say the guy from Exxon, because I don't really think anybody was really expecting him. I think more people were expecting Romney to be in than the guy from Exxon.
4: I think it's going to be interesting. I, I, I can see the logic behind picking him, but I agree. I didn't expect that pick. That was a, that was a good pick. All right,
1: Patricia.
5: Uh, I'm not really sure. I'm, I'm going to say the last one that he chose. Uh, who was it? Zinke or what? How do you say his name?
4: you talking about Zanke? Yeah. Why is he controversial?
5: I just read a couple things that um, people have against them. So. Well,
1: listen. The, the only perfect administration pick that there could be possibly out there is me. And I could probably think of a few people that would have a problem
4: with with me being there. So... uh. And Mark,
2: Mark.
6: I was going to say Rex, someone with Exxon, but if you really look at it, all of his choices are going to be controversial because. The left is looking at this as he's picking doers to be in these positions, when a liberal would have picked a academic or a lawyer to be in those positions. So I think the left's going to be the the left's going to find any big controversial because
4: it's people that could could actually do something in those departments. Well, I think that uh, I think his most controversial pick to date is Mad Dog. <coughs> and and why,
1: while, while Mad Dog is the most controversial pick, number one, because they're going to have to change the law so he can serve. Number two, He's going to take the Pentagon down to the ground and come back up. This is a Marine that this is a Marine that they're putting in the top spot, okay? And I'm going to tell
4: you the Marines don't play. And so we will we will see we're. We're going to see we're going to see President Trump's skills as a manager,
1: and part of why he has been so effective in business and with his reality show, look at the reality show and realize that a lot of the qualities that we need as a president he's displayed now doesn't make him you know doesn't make us a huge fan of him. a lot of us aren't you know full-on Trump trainers, but but the the alternative was much worse. And I think with Trump's choosing of his cabinet, look, he took one of the most fiscal conservative people and put him in charge of the Treasury, okay? If you think that ain't going to cause some heartache and some heartburn with people, <laughs> even with Trump himself, I think Trump realizes that a lot of these people that he's put in places, they're not yes men. And I think they're going to give him the best possible advice. They're going to set him up for success. And and so I think by putting people in the places that they put them in, they have been very very strong. Nikki Haley, for example, probably the best thing that's probably the best thing that's come out of South Carolina. Considering not many good things come out of South Carolina. And she is going to do, we all know that she does not like the UN. She doesn't like how it's run. She doesn't like the way they waste the money. And I think, I think she's going to go in there. I think she's going to go in there and she's going to tell them exactly what she needs to tell them. Look here, we're cutting your budget. You start, you start putting in, you start putting Programs in place, be accountable for the United States taxpayers' money, or we're going to stop giving you money. And I think Nikki Haley is the perfect person to go in there and do that. Um, she wrangled the South Carolina government. The only thing I didn't like, the only thing I didn't like, is she caved on the Confederate flag and played politics with that. And me personally, they should have raised the Confederate flag up above every government building and shoved the finger up to everybody that had a problem with it. So it's not about hate, and I know people want to make it about that, but it wasn't. And they used they used a shooting as a really Justin Bieber. Uh, they used that as a rallying cry for a very
4: sick and demented individual. So, so. So, Nikki, Nikki is going to do
1: Nikki is going to do a fantastic job holding the UN accountable because they waste too much money and time, and they probably should. Pull. The UN, I hope, what happens under a Trump administration is they tell the UN to pack up their bags and get gone. Uh, so, so. Um, She was a fan of the U.N. as far as what they can do. She is not a fan of the U.N. as how it's run now. And again, that has to come back to understanding how politics works and understanding how the U.N. works. So, the United States, by the way, the United States' turn to be in charge of the United Nations is coming up. Thank you, Jesus. And we will see billions of dollars cut from those programs. Thank you, hallelujah. Uh, and Nikki, and and that
4: is why Nikki Haley was put as UN to the. That is why Nikki, that is why Nikki Haley was named UN, UN to
1: the, the UN ambassador, so. If you want to know why Nikki Haley was named UN ambassador, it was to clean it up. So that's the only reason she was named UN ambassador.
4: Anyway, all right. Anything else before we close it out, guys? Nothing I can think of.
1: I need to clarify because I'm catching grief over something that I said. So let me, let me adjust my comments. Nikki Haley does not hate the mission of the United Nations. Nikki Haley, Nikki Haley hates the way that the UN is run and the way that they can account for over a trillion dollars in their program. So there we go. I have, I have, uh, I'm not recanting the whole statement. I will recant the fact that I said she hates the UN. She doesn't hate the UN. She hates how it's mismanaged and how $1
4: trillion of our money can't be found. Anyway, is there anything else by anybody? Anyway. Sorry, guys. Never try to do a program with two people in your ear. Anyway, so uh, what about Reagan? I was complimenting Reagan because he's my favorite president. and If we could
1: reincarnate him, we would. So, anyway. Having said that, I want to thank everybody for tuning in this week. Thank you for Thank everybody for uh, coming in giving your opinion. For those of you that are going to listen later, thank you. Uh, I forgive the odd comments throughout the program tonight. We've kind of done a hodgepodge. As far as Nikki Haley goes, we love Nikki Haley, and we hope that she cleans up the UN. And uh, Mark, Patricia, Tracy, and Ashbo, we thank you all for coming on and being a part of the program. Remember, you've got to stand for something or you'll fall for anything. Freedom isn't free. Thank a soldier. For without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. Thank the soldiers' families. For without them, we wouldn't have a 100% volunteer army. And this is the political Superman saying, have a good night, everybody.
0: It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win?